Welcome to the Stuttgart Missional Community Church Sermon Podcast. SMCC is a multicultural church serving the English-speaking community in Stuttgart, Germany. For more information or to contact us, visit us on the web at smcchurch.net. That's smcchurch.net. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be here with you today. And such a privilege to get to be here with Matt and Stacy and see the work that God's doing here. Um, I kind of feel like a like a proud dad in a, in a way. I, I'm not sure that I'm old enough, but maybe. But uh, just to be able to be here and see firsthand what God's doing here is pretty exciting. So thanks so much, and thank you guys for what you do. Um, as as uh, Pastor Matt said, freedom's not free, and we don't take for granted what you do to sacrifice for the freedom that we have. Um, the world needs hope. The world that we live in needs joy. Um, and the people around us, the world being our neighborhood, our community, our family, our friends, people that we serve with. And uh, so we sing about that this morning. Uh, joy of the world, the Lord has come. He's the answer for what the world needs. And I want you to turn in Scripture with me today, and I'll share with you what's on my heart from, Matt, uh, from the Gospel, um, actually the book of Acts chapter 20. And uh, so the last service was, uh, I was pressed for time and I had five minutes. Um, that's not true. Uh, it was more like 10, um, uh, 20. But uh, I promise I won't, I won't uh, abuse the time today. In fact, my wife already threatened me uh, that I can't go really longer than I did in the previous service. Uh, I think she's hungry, so I'm not sure what it is. But in, in the book of Acts, chapter 20, it says this, Now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation where you just didn't really know what the outcome was going to be uh, as you faced uh, the uncertainties? He said this, uh, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city. If we stop right there, we think, man, this is going to be very positive, Okay. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit testifies in every city. He says, but this is what it's saying. Chains and tribulations await me. Have you ever had one of those days? Probably not to the extent that Paul did, but he said this in verse 24, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. If you read any of Paul's writings to the churches in the epistles, he talks about this. He says, I was shipwrecked, but I had joy. You read the words of a man who had spent a night and day in the deep, but he still has joy. Here are words of a man who had been beaten by uh, rods, mauled by wild beasts, accused and slandered by those he thought were his friends. But when you hear the Apostle Paul, you hear from a man who still has joy. Joy is contagious to people that are around us. I believe that you can approach the Apostle Paul and you can say, Paul, tell me how you really feel. You know, put, put down the facade. Tell me how you really feel. And from Paul's writings, he would say something like this, and you're familiar with it in your New Testament. He says, I'm troubled on every hand, yet I'm not distressed. 
I'm perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I'm cast down, but not forsaken. Never destroyed, Paul said, because there's this abiding presence of God inside of me, a joy, a hope that the world didn't give me and the world can't take it from me. But in the book of Philippians, if you'll turn there with me, the Philippians, uh, Paul's writing to the church there in chapter 3, and, and this is how, how Paul would probably say he really feels, because he says in verse number 10, he says, I want to know him. Paul wasn't saying, I just want to hear things about him. Paul wasn't saying, I, I want to know him from a distance. I'm not interested in you just singing a song about him and entertaining me. Paul said, I want to know him. I want an intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, I believe the Apostle Paul would have said, I want to know him so well that when you think of him, you think of me. Or when you think of me, you think of him. Because he said this in verse 10, I want to know him. And here's the extent of how I want to know him. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Come on, we all get excited on Easter. That's the zeal. That's the expression. That's the experience. That's, that's the glory. But he said, I want to know him there, but I also want to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to know the Lord Jesus Christ when it could cost me something for knowing him, when it's not popular for knowing Jesus, when I could be persecuted for knowing Jesus. That's what Paul was saying. He said, I want to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. And look what he said, being made conformable unto his death. But Paul said, I'm not there yet. Anybody here, you're there in your relationship with the Lord? Come on, none of us. I don't think any of us. We've not arrived. Paul said, I'm not perfect. Anybody perfect here today? But he said, I'm working on it. Now, we can agree with that, right? I'm pursuing Jesus, and I want to know Jesus, and here's how I'm going to get there. So for every one of us here today, look at how Paul was going to get there, and let's use this as an example. He said, one thing I'm going to do, I'm, for going, to, I'm going to forget those things which are behind, and I'm reaching forth into the things which are before. He said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Contained in this, this small verse, this, 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 this passage of Scripture, contained in these few words, Paul gives us a strategy for joy. How many of you could use some more joy? Huh? Yeah, one person. Okay. Well, the rest of us, just hang on for a minute. Three principles Paul gives us for that we can live by as an example to others around us. Number one, Paul said, if I'm going to have joy, I'm going to have to live by the principle of concentration. The principle of concentration, there's one thing I'm going to give myself to, and that's making Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Because he says, he says if, if I, and, and this is Tim's version today, I'm going to put a smile on the face of Jesus every day he gives me life. Because it really doesn't matter who I displease as long as I please him. And it doesn't matter who I please if I don't please him. 
The Apostle Paul was living for one thing, and I think that's what I'm living for today, and that someday, when all of this is over, I stand before him and I hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. But there's a second principle here in chapter 3, verse number 10. Paul says, I'm going to live by the principle of cancellation, and this is a hard one for most of us. Because he said, there's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to forget the things which are behind me. That's putting the past in the past. Paul says, if I'm going to have joy, I'm going to have to cancel some things. Because in light of who Jesus is, if you continue reading this, he says, that's like waste that should be, that's trash that should go out for those who are going to dispose of it. I'm going to put the past in the past. Paul says, I could brag about my education. I could tell you about where I've been and where I've, where, what I've done. I could talk about my experiences. I could brag to you about who I know and, and all of that. But he says, in comparison to who Jesus is and the radiance of his glory that's nothing I have to cancel my achievements I have to cancel my hurts I maybe I have to cancel my wounds I have to cancel my tears my anxieties my upsetting moments what Paul was saying is if I'm gonna have joy today I can't be a prisoner to yesterday um by virtue of the office that I serve, I serve on a number of boards throughout the United States. And uh, one, one particular week I had to go to uh, a board meeting at, at a, a college that I serve uh, on uh, in, in, um, floor, in um, Arizona. And I really didn't want to go. I, I didn't really want to go. Uh, and, and my administrative assistant had booked my airline tickets and she made them for 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay, 6 o'clock on a Monday morning. So put, put all this together for a minute. I didn't want to go at 6 o'clock in the, in the morning that my flight was leaving on the opposite side of Houston from where I live. And uh, I was not a happy person, okay? Now, you probably never had those days, but I had the, I, that was a Monday, and I didn't want to be going. And so uh, I got to the airport. I had to be there an hour and a half early, 4.30 in the morning. I'm driving across Houston to be there at 4.30 in the morning. And I think everybody in Houston was leaving on my flight because the airport was packed. And so I drove into the parking garage, and there were no parking spaces available at all. So I didn't want to be there. I had a horrible attitude. I, I was there before I should have even been awake. And... Um, and I, I finally went off-site parking and had to shuttle back over. So by the time I got to the airport, I was in a really foul mood. And I walked in, and the security line was there reminding me of what I don't enjoy. Because don't you ever go through security line, you feel like you're violated from time to time. And, you know, by the time I got through there and I had to be put my clothes back on and all the different stuff, Actually, my shoes. But when I got all that stuff put back together, I'm standing there and I, I'm thinking, I just need coffee. It's 4.30 in the morning. I need some caffeine. That'll help. But Starbucks line was a mile long. And so everybody else was leaving. Everybody else wanted coffee. So I found this little kiosk over to the side, and they had some coffee probably from the night before, but it was caffeine. Okay? It worked. Got my caffeine, and I'm standing there when all of a sudden I hear something in the distance, and I'm, I, I'm really thinking... Surely this isn't, this is my mind playing games this early in the morning. But I hear, I hear what appeared to be a man singing. And he's singing, um, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely? 
and long for heaven and home. And he's saying, when Jesus is my portion. And this is where it got me. My constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. And I would have been okay if he had just stopped right there. But he kept singing, and the more he sang, the more convicted I got because I have a wonderful life, and yet I was just not in a good mood at 4.30 that morning. So I made my way to where I thought the noise was coming from, and he continued to sing, and he put on a personal concert for me when he sang, I sing because I'm happy, but I wasn't very happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And he turned around and looked at me because when I discovered where the song was coming from, he was in the stall in the men's room cleaning the toilets. And he turned around and looked at me like, what are you doing here? And I, I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing here. Your song just drew me to you. And I pulled some cash out that I had in my, my pocket, and I just handed it to him to be a blessing to him before I realized it. I had handed him a $100 bill. And he looked at me like, what are you doing giving me a $100 bill? This is my job. And I said to him, I'm giving you this because you have joy, and I have every reason to, and I don't. There was a lesson for me that morning because I need joy. But in order to have that joy, I oftentimes have to cancel some things. I have to cancel my hurts. I have to cancel some disappointments of my future or even present time. But Paul said this, there's a third principle, and this is hard for some of us. He says, I'm going to have to live by the principle of concentration, cancellation, and continuation. Because regardless of what we're facing today, this isn't it. The one thing Paul says, forgetting the things which are behind, I'm going to press forward. Paul, Paul said, when, when you see me, I'm always going to be in forward motion. Always moving forward because Paul says, I press toward the mark, the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Listen to me today. The greatest character in my life and in your life is in those things that make us want to quit. People are watching us. The greatest test of my character and your character are those things that make us want to quit. But here's the Apostle Paul who had experienced everything we've talked about. And he said this, none of these things move me. Isn't that crazy? We're moved by everything. But Paul said, none of these things move me. Come on, I'm talking about a snake bite out in the middle of the water when you're drifting along on a board, that would move me. Come on, persecution, that would move me. He says, but none of these things move me. For I'm persuaded to believe, hear this, that nothing shall separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. He said there's no depth, there's no height, there's no principalities, there's no things present, there's no things to come. And as they were coming to get the Apostle Paul, this is just Tim Barker theology, okay? I've got a degree in theology, but I can't prove this, but I just believe it with all my, my heart and being. I believe when Paul knew that he was going to his impending death, they, I don't think they had to drag him from his prison cell. I don't think they had to pull him out with three guards. I don't think they had to push him from behind. I think they 
they had to run to keep up with him. Because of what he wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 6, where he says, he said, the time of my departure is at hand. He said, and there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Lord, is going to give me on that day. And not just me, he said, but everybody who is in love with his appearing or anticipates his appearing. Concentration, cancellation, and continuation. That's how we live life. That's what makes a difference in our life, and that's what the other people around us see. I didn't share this in the early service because of time restraints, but my dad was an alcoholic. And dad, my mom and dad had three older, I have three older siblings that were much older than my, myself. I'm the baby of seven children. My oldest brother was 28 years my senior. Dad was an alcoholic and had, a, had an issue uh, for many years. He would actually work so that he could, could buy alcohol and drink. And finally, one day, my mom came home and, um, um, and told my dad, I have, I've, uh, I've met someone. And my dad thought, okay. And uh, she said, I've, I've met Jesus. My mom's neighbor had, had ministered to, to her and said, you need, to know, um, you need, to, you need to, to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and she said, I am open to it. And um, so she, she experienced an encounter with the Lord. And she went home and told my dad about it. And under the influence of the alcohol, my dad threatened her and said, if you continue to go to that, sir, that meeting where they're brainwashing you, um, I'm coming down there. I'm going to take care of everybody. Made the threat. And um, what, what they didn't know was that, uh, that dad was sitting in the parking lot after he would be on one of his drinking binges. He would sit in the parking lot, um, and, and he would hear what was going on. And he would see the joy in the people's faces when they would leave. And um, so dad finally uh, made good on his threat because mom said to him, uh, I'll see you at 7 tomorrow night. That's when service is. And so dad went to... Uh, Mom went to service and dad shortly thereafter. Dad walked into the back of that church under the influence of the alcohol to make good on his threat that he made. And by the time he got here to the, to the altar area, he fell in repentance and gave his heart and life to Jesus. And his life was, com- his, he was completely delivered, sober, delivered from alcohol, never drank again after that. Um, why am I saying that? Because uh, I wasn't born at that time. By the time I was born, my dad was a pastor. But the difference that his life, he, he, he had, a, he had a, a, a desperation. He had a void. He had an emptiness that the alcohol couldn't fill. But he found it in Jesus. There are people all around us today that are in my dad's situation or something similar, and they're trying to fill that void. By the time my dad and my wife could tell you this, he was one of the the happiest, the most loving people you would ever meet. He had a personality that was magnetic, but it wasn't dad. It was the joy of Jesus in him. I have to live by the, the principles that Paul laid out for us. I want you to stand with me today principle of concentration see oftentimes we are we're our our focus is so divided i have to live by the principle of concentration i have to live by the principle of cancellation you can't let the disappointments of yesterday rob you of what god has for you today and what he wants to do with you in the future 
But like the Apostle Paul, I, I want to always be moving forward. Thank you for listening to the SMCC Sermon Podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at smcchurch.net. That's smcchurch.net.